Today's message was recorded live at the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church of Louisville, Kentucky, a safe environment where people relationships become kingdom relationships. Find us online at www.friendlychurch.com. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. It is good to have all of you. I wish I could see all of you. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of slides here. Thank you. I wish I could see all of you. I can see those of you who are watching online. Grateful and glad that you're joining us online as well. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. So welcome to the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church. And happy Sabbath to all of you. Through and free and fruitful. How many of us would like to be free and fruitful individuals? All of us. I've been preaching on this topic from since the beginning of the year, and I believe today we've come to the apex, to the top of this series. Open with me your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We will be using for this passage the paragraph from verses 1 to 10. John 15, verses 1 to 10. I'll be using New King James Version. So if you open your Bibles on your electronic devices, switch your version to the New King James Version. And before we go to the text, let's bow our heads for one more prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, the God of this universe, the one who created us, the one who redeemed us, the one who gave us the Sabbath as a symbol between us and you. And today, Lord, as we open your word, I pray that you will inspire us. I pray that my words will be your words. And Lord, I pray that you will motivate us once again and will teach us the truth of abiding in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Keep your Bibles open to John chapter 15. You're going to need it. However, instead of reading at this passage this morning, John 15, 1 to 10, you're going to watch it this morning. So, John 15, beginning with verse 1, Jesus is speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. 
for apart from me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. John 15, 1 through 10. Jesus is in the upper room when he speaks those words, when he's when he's teaching his disciples using this illustration. And if you're familiar with the week before the crucifixion, you know that this is the week when Jesus went to Jerusalem for one last time. And he walked into Jerusalem. He entered Jerusalem triumphantly. Jesus also wanted to spend quality, meaningful time with his disciples and to have a special dinner with them because he knew it was the last time when he was going to do it in this role. And he asked them to find a room to have the dinner. In fact, Jesus told them that they will actually be led to the room. Someone will have it available for them. So here they are. Jesus and his disciples in the upper room. Here Jesus girded himself with a towel, poured water into a basin, and washed his disciples' feet. Jesus taught his disciples humility. Then Jesus blessed the bread and the wine and taught them that this is what represents his body and his blood was shed for them. And he instituted the Lord's Supper. Then Jesus tells them that he's going to die and go back to his father and he gives them a new commandment. He says, before I leave, I'm going to give you a new commandment. In fact, they knew it all along. It existed for as long as they can remember, but not with this emphasis. Jesus commanded them to love one another, not just like everybody else. Love one another as I have loved you, John 13, 25. And their faces were changing into sadness, and Jesus is telling them, is teaching them that he's going to go to his father. Yes, John 14, 1 to 7 was in the upper room. That's exactly what they recited this morning. And he's going to prepare a mansion for his disciples, for all of his disciples, you and me included. And he will come back and take his disciples with him and live with him in those mansions which he prepared. So Jesus is teaching his disciples about his second coming in the upper room. 
what's going to happen between then and his coming? What's going to happen between today until Jesus will come back? Well, he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Even before you come back for good, Jesus? Even before your second coming? Yes. Jesus taught them of the Holy Spirit who will be who will be the helper, the comforter until he comes back. Jesus taught them about the Holy Spirit dwelling with them and in them right there in the upper room. And then Jesus comes to the apex of his teaching, his disciples in the upper room. See, on their way to this upper room, they passed through a vineyard. And he wants to teach them how they can be free, how they can experience freedom spiritually, and how they can be fruitful also spiritually. They just walked through this vineyard and Jesus says, this is how you can experience freedom and how you can be fruitful spiritually. John 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. And they immediately remembers the vineyard and remembers the branches filled with clusters of grapes. I am the vine, you are the branches. And they immediately realize, wow, the fruit is not on the vine, it's on the branches. That's exciting. Branches are the ones producing the fruit. And Jesus is saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That's awesome, Jesus. I am a disciple of Jesus. Are you a disciple of Jesus? If you are, Jesus is telling his disciples, I am the vine. You and me are the branches, his branches. We are his branches, Jesus' branches. Now, what do branches do? They produce fruit. Not fruits, but fruit. If you've been with us for a while, you've heard me say that Christians are called to produce one fruit. <laughs> Jesus talks about one fruit. Not many, one singular, one fruit. In Greek, the word is karpon. It is in singular form used here in John 15. Not plural, fruit, not fruits. In verse 2, it comes up three times. In verse 4, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Remember the vine? I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him 
bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. I did a word study and looked for the word fruit, carton, to see where else in the Bible I can find it where it relates to the Christian life, to the Christian walk. Apostle Paul talks about it, and when he compares it with the works of the, 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 the flesh, he compares the works of the flesh with the works of the Spirit, and he calls the work of the Spirit in the Christian life, he calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Apostle Paul writes, the word fruit is found in Galatians 5, beginning with verse 19. He presents first, he presents, he actually makes an opposition. He presents the works of the flesh in opposition with the fruit of the Spirit. And he begins in verse 19, he presents the works of the flesh. He presents what we are able to do if we are left to ourselves. When we don't have the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised us, here is what we are able to do. And this is what he says, beginning in verse 19. Paul writes and says, Galatians 5, 19, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you can see that those things really describes clearly the world we live in. But, Apostle Paul says, Verse 22, but he uses a contrasting preposition. All these things are the works of the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, did you catch that? The fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruits, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. That's Galatians 19 to 23. So we've been talking here at Middletown about the Holy Spirit. This fruit is what the Spirit does in us and through us. That's what it means to be fruitful in your Christian walk. It does not mean that you ought to be an evangelist. It doesn't mean that you ought to be a, a preacher. It doesn't mean that you have to be a Bible worker to win others to Christ. Now catch this. The fruit of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit living in you. And it's a spiritual fruit. Not a numerical, numeric fruit. And when you are fruitful spiritually... You will attract many people to God. That is how it worked in the early church. And that's what happened after Pentecost in the early church. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were fruitful spiritually. 
And the byproduct of being filled with the Spirit of God is obviously numerical growth. There are thousands added to the early church every day. Why? Because people want to, people love to live in company with those who are loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, merciful, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. Right? Think about it. How many people would you attract if you were spiritually fruitful? Now, the question is not if you and I want to be spiritually fruitful. No, that's why you drove to church today. Or that's why you tuned in to our YouTube channel this morning. The question is not if we want to be spiritually fruitful, but rather, how can we be fruitful spiritually? Jesus answer, answers that question in, chap, in John chapter 15. Going back to our passage, John chapter 15 Going to our illustration, Jesus says in verse 4, John 15, 4, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So, you want to bear fruit? Abide in Jesus. What does it mean to abide in Jesus? Some translations translate this with remain in me and I in you. A translation I like in the context of what we've been studying with the relation to the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, is the God's Word translation. And it... Uh, it puts it this way, live in me and I will live in you. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who live in me while I live in them will produce a lot of fruit. But you can't produce anything without me. Question is, how is Jesus going to live in us? He says it in verse 7. John 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. My words abide in you. The Scriptures. Not science, not philosophy, no, nothing else, but His words. We need to read we need to study and we need to know His words. If you are a faithful disciple of Jesus, His words, the Bible's words, must be internalized in you, in me. They must stick to your mind. They must shape and guide everything you do and say. Why, the, why are His words? Why is the Bible so powerful? Why? Because they were written, those words were written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 
Peter says in 2 Peter 1.21, referring to how the Bible was written, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Indeed, his words are written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. When these words abide in you, you abide in Jesus. Because Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be with you. And we know it because we have the word of God. Many people in the world do not have it. My friends, we abide in Jesus and Jesus abides in us. We live in Jesus and Jesus lives in us through the Holy Spirit. We need to ask daily to be filled with His Spirit so that we can be spiritually fruitful. Now, I would like to look to draw your attention to some of the benefits of abiding in Jesus. Abiding in the vine. And I outline only a few of them, about seven of them. You may find even more. Number one, it is vitally necessary to abide in the vine because fruit bearing is essential, not optional. Did you get that? Fruit bearing is essential, not optional. It is a matter of life and death. And that's why I wanted you to keep your Bibles open to John 15. Look at how Jesus believes, be, begins this illustration. John 15 verse 1. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Remember this is a spiritual fruit, the fruit of His Spirit. Jesus describes the importance of bearing fruit as the fatality of fruitlessness. That's how one of the ministry magazine writers in an article said, is the fatality of fruitlessness. There is fatality in not bearing the fruit. The branch can maintain its connection with the living vine only on condition that it bears fruit. Wow. So you want to have life? To have life eternal? Well, you ought to bear spiritual fruit. The fruit of His Spirit. Number two benefit of abiding in the vine is obviously spiritual fruitfulness. It becomes obvious from what I just said. When you abide in the true vine in Jesus, you are spiritually fruitful. Fruit bearing is an outgrowth of abiding in Jesus. The word abide, as it refers to our relationship with the true vine, with Jesus, is mentioned seven times in John 15. This affirms the fact that abiding is... The watchword, if you will, 
for capping all the secrets for successful fruit bearing. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do how much? Nothing. So in this relationship with the vine, the branch may either have a life of much fruit or no fruit at all. I know it sounds like black and white, but Jesus is clear. And the distinguishing factor between the two is the abiding. So benefit number two of abiding in the vine is the fruit, bearing fruit, spiritual fruit, the fruit of His Spirit. Benefit number three, it is a privilege to abide in the vine, and it comes with privileges. Jesus says in verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Wow! Abiding has this tremendous privilege of giving you and me access to the heavenly storehouses for whatever we need for bearing fruit. But notice that the promise is presented with a prior condition. The promise is abiding only if we abide in Him. And the reason why the branch abides in the vine is to bear fruit. It's important to bear the fruit of His Spirit because, benefit number four, find it in verse eight, by this, Jesus said, John 15, 8, by this my Father is glorified. When Jesus' words are living in us and through us, you and I glorify our Heavenly Father. You and I are glorifying God who is in heaven. Jesus said that you bear much fruit. Only when Jesus lives in us, we can bear the fruit that glorifies the Father. Again, the fruit here is singular. And only one fruit glorifies the Father. And when Jesus lives in you, and you bear this fruit, Jesus said, you will be my disciples. That's when Jesus recognizes our discipleship. Oh, my friends, all this sounds so simple and yet it's so profound. Having Jesus in us glorifies the Father because having Jesus living in you and in me brings up His fruit in our life. So benefit number four, God is glorified when you abide in Jesus because your life produces the fruit of His Spirit. Benefit number five, when we abide in Jesus, we are united. We have, we have true union. And here is how this concept is described in the Seventh Adventist Bible Commentary, volume 5, page 1143. It says this, The branches of the vine cannot blend into each other. They are individually separate. Yet every branch must be in fellowship with every other if they are united in the same parent stock. They all draw nourishment from the same source. They all drink in the same life-giving properties. So each branch of the true vine is separate and distinct, 
yet all are bound together in the parent stock. There can be no division. The connection of the branches with one another and with the vine constitutes them a unity. The branches in the true vine are the believers who are brought into oneness by connection with the vine. Wow. I don't have any words to add to that commentary. The words are plain. When we are connected with the vine, we as individual members of His church, we are one. We are united because we're all drawing life from the same source. The vine is our parent and we are all brothers and sisters of the same vine. Have you seen this in the natural world? Well, you can go outside and look at this tree next to the building here. The branches of the same tree are united by the trunk. And not only they are united, but benefit number six, they produce the same spirit, the same fruit. Branches of the same vine produces the same fruit. Branches of the tree produce the same fruit, but are individually connected to the vine. You get me? They all produce the same fruit, but they are individually connected to the vine. The Bible commentary says this, the branches in the true vine are the believers who are brought into oneness by connection with the vine. And then they go on to say, one, brad, one branch cannot be sustained by another. The nourishment must be obtained through vital connection with the, with the vine. We produce the same fruit when we are in the same vine, but we cannot depend on our fruitfulness on one another. Each branch has to be individually connected and individually must draw life from the vine. I can't do it for you. You cannot do it for me. You and I can support each other in many areas of our lives. When it comes to bearing the fruit of His Spirit, we need to individually ask to be filled with His Spirit so that we can produce that spiritual fruit. We must want, we must desire, and we must maintain that connection individually in order to bear the fruit. So that's benefit number five, when we're abiding in the true uh, number six, when we're in abiding in the true vine, we are producing the same fruit, but we individually connect with the branch. And benefit number seven, there is no worries and no effort for the fruit when we are connected in the vine. And that's where the freedom comes in. You don't have to worry about producing fruit on your own. We've been talking about fruitfulness all this time. This sermon series, Free and Fruitful, culminates today in this message of the living branch. A living branch is fruitful and it is free of worries about the fruit as long as it stays connected with the vine. There is no guarantee of trouble-free life. In fact, Jesus said that if you are a living, fruitful branch, the Father in heaven who is the vine dresser prunes you 
He says it. See, in order to stay attached to, the, to, to God, we must stay detached to the world. There is this attachment-detachment principle here. That's how we are free of worrying about producing fruit. We must constantly attach ourselves to the vine. And as the Bible commentary says, there will be a struggle with outward and inward obstacles. There must be a painful, painful work of detachment as well as work of attachment. We got to detach from the world so that we can attach to the vine. The reason why many find the Christian life so deplorably hard, the Bible commentary says, why they are so fickle, so variable, is that they try to attach themselves to Christ without detaching themselves from the cherished idols. My friends, when you are connected with the vine, the fruit will come. It's guaranteed. Because the vine and the vine dresser takes care that you produce the fruit. You don't have the power to produce the fruit on your own. It is only as you allow yourself to be connected. Surrender your will to His will 100%. And that's when you will produce the fruit. You will be free and fruitful when you abide in the vine. You will be a living branch. Now, I brought this morning here a couple of branches. Because I'd like to make an appeal to you this morning. You may or may not be bearing fruit at the moment. But I know you want to be saved and you want to be free and fruitful. Look at this. What is this? Aha. Uh -huh. A branch. And I was going to ask for a qualifier and somebody said, use an adjective for a qualifier. It says a dead branch. It is a dead branch. Why? Because it's detached. It's not connected with the trunk, with the tree, with the vine. And because it's not connected, what happened? Both of them. It died. Now, I don't want to put fear into your heart. I know some preachers want to put fear of judgment and fear of hell all the time. But here is the truth. What are these branches good for now? Have you ever been camping? Built a campfire? How many times did you go up to a tree, a living tree, <clears throat> and just broke a limb and start a fire? Or maintain the fire? How does that work? Doesn't work, huh? My sermon title today is the living branch. And I laid out to the best of my abilities the benefits of the living branch. I don't want any of us to become a dead branch. I want all of you 
all of you who are watching also to be a living branch filled with the life from the vine. If you know that your life has not been producing spiritual fruit today, this moment, Jesus, the living vine, is calling you to be a living branch. Today, your Lord and Savior is calling you, abide in me. If you desire with all your heart to be a living branch, Beginning this very moment, if you want to be connected with the living vine, who is Christ Jesus, here is your moment of decision. Here is your opportunity to choose. I know due to COVID limitations, I cannot lay my hands on you at the altar, but you can kneel wherever you are if you want to be prayed for this morning, today. If you want to pray, be prayed for that you become a living branch. And if you're watching online, you can send me an email at lightyourhope at gmail.com or pastor at friendlychurch.com. I want to help you to be and to stay a living branch. Let's pray together. Lord, you see these people today who have kneeled down, bowed down in a symbol of reverence and humility to you, desiring with all their heart to become a living branch in the vine. Lord, I pray for everyone who has knelt down here in the sanctuary or in their living room, in the motel room, wherever they might be watching, I pray, Lord, that today you will seal that commitment. And from this moment on, they will ask to be connected with you through the Holy Spirit so that their life can produce the fruit of the Spirit. And through their testimony, living a fruitful life, many people will be attracted to you and they will glorify the Father in heaven. Lord, thank you for everyone who committed themselves today to become a living branch. Bless them and multiply their efforts. Lord, please be with them to commit and surrender every single day. We ask this in the name of Jesus, the true vine, our Savior.